Hello and welcome to the Pain Cave. My name is Jay Friedman. I'm your host and I'm very excited to be joined once again by my co-host and partner in crime, the Fulham Flyer, the Shawangook Express. He is the Bob Hearn to my Bob Dylan. Phil Vondra, welcome back to the Pain Cave. All right. Yep. It's good to be here. It's been a short while, but uh, we are back. Can't get rid of us. We are back. It has been a little while. We're super psyched to get into it today. So without further ado, we're going to bring in our guest for a special 20 questions episode. Phil, I know you're very excited uh, because you are possibly the biggest Sabrina Stanley fanboy I know. So we are very, very psyched to welcome to the show Adidas Terex athlete, also sponsored by Lecky and Mirror Energy, Sabrina Stanley. Welcome to the Pain Cave. Thank you for having me. I'm stoked to be here. We're so psyched to have you. This is a really a, a treat for us and, and Phil especially, I think. I think we should have had a drum roll. I mean, I really think we should have had a drum roll. All right. I, I don't have a little better. I don't have but the anyway, I, I don't have the budget like, for those sort of sound effects or anything like that. You know, I'm, I have to crack my beer right in front of the microphone. If you want to upgrade the show, then, you know, I don't know, buy some ad space or something. I'm going to buy some drums. All right, fair enough. Let's do like a slow saxophone intro. <laughs> uh, okay, like, that's all Jake. Like a he like a seventies like a 70s soft jazz kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, that's good. That's good. Uh, before we get started, Phil, what are we drinking tonight? Tonight, I am drinking a collaboration between Equilibrium and Great Notion Brewing. It's called Juice Equals Juice. It's a, a standard double IPA for me. Uh, pretty excited. Uh, love these beers. So. It sounds awesome. All right. I have a new one for me. I am going to open up a Foreign Objects Ritual Colors Hoppy Ale. 8%. So we got to go quick before I fall asleep. Whoa. Cheers. Will you you be able to make it up the stairs after that? Nope. Be careful. Yeah. You guys have a double IPA and an 8%. And I have, we'll open a new one, Um, Sparkling Water Spindrift. Beautiful. (laughs) all good stuff it's early where you are you're, you're allowed you know you're on the west coast so that's fine yeah <laughs> this is like this is like the last thing we do before we go to bed on the east yeah. coast i mean doesn't everyone have a double ipa just before they go to bed more or less <laughs> could have a cup of tea or a double ipa so sabrina this is our 20 questions version episode where we you know especially we, we like to do this with folks who are a little bit more well known or or kind of out there in the ultra world and do a bunch of podcasts that are more famous than ours where people have definitely, you know, heard the recent stories and everything else. And what we like to do is just maybe hit a couple of different topics that maybe you haven't covered on other shows and maybe more of a quick hit fashion, you know, go as short or as long as you like on any of these things and everything else. All right. Awesome. But before we start the 20 questions, I do want to ask you a little bit because I don't know if we'll get into it specifically about, you know, the... Possibly FKT of the year. I guess we'll see what happens when the uh, when when the voting all comes through at the end of the year. But you had two FKTs this year on the classic Nolan's fourteen route, and you are the current women's record holder. And you know, Phil and I, we, last time we ran, we're talking about that, and uh, you know, your kind of back and forth battle with Megan Hicks at the uh, over the Nolan's fourteen. Do I did I hear correctly that you guys supported each other on your first two attempts? Uh, so she supported my, me on my first one. Yeah. Um, and that, that was kind of it. Um, so yeah, I didn't, um, support her on hers. Um, not for any reason. It just, uh, didn't work out that way. Um, and then, so I went out the, the, my second time and did it with a slightly different crew as well. So, gotcha. um, yeah, she, she definitely supported me on my first one. Now, but, and, and you obviously knew that she was going after it after you had done that. Was it in the back of your mind? Like if she gets it, I'm going back out there. I didn't know she was going oh, for you it, didn't actually. know? Um, I mean, like, we had done a few runs together, and then she paced me for mine. 
Um, and then I believe it was like two days before she went for her attempt. She um, texted me and told me she was going for it. So I, I did know, but it was like very short notice. Oh, okay. um, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I followed her attempt and, and she crushed it. And then I, I just like didn't want to go through the winter uh, without having that record under <laughs> my name after the work I'd put in. And so I decided to go back out and, and nab it. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's great, yeah. Did um, a tough winter if that was on your mind, right? You know, you, you needed to get it done before you could settle in for a little bit of winter rest. So exactly, yeah. Um, because I mean, I've I failed Leadville my first attempt, and that year in between of, of going back and being successful at Leadville like killed me mentally. And with an FKT, you don't have to wait a year for like the next race to happen. So I figured I might as well just get it done before the snow started flying, and um, that way next summer hopefully we're racing again and I can focus on racing. Now, those are two pretty big efforts in pretty short order. How have you recovered from that? Um, I think I'm finally back. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. I, this is my third week of like being on a real training plan. Um, and so I feel like most of the kinks are pretty much worked out and I'm doing like mid 30 mileage each week, which is, it, it feels good. Um, and I'll slowly increase that like intelligently and not just like rush back into heavy mileage. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I'm back at it and I'm actually in Malibu right now running some dry trails, which is nice to get out of like the Colorado mountains for a minute. Did it take, uh, I mean, was it a prolonged recovery from, I mean, did that take a lot out of you basically? I mean, those are two very, very long efforts. Yeah. My first, um, recovery session I felt went really well. Um, and I didn't really have any plans. Well, I didn't know Megan was going to break my record. And sure. so <laughs> I, um, didn't like leave my first attempt, like thinking I need to hop back on the horse anytime soon. So I was kind of taking it casual and then Megan broke the record. And so I had um, like three and a half weeks between her attempt and my second that I went from like eight to 12 miles every other day, straight to 200 mile weeks. And then I did a week and a half taper. Um, and so oh, I felt shit. like I recovered, wow. I recovered like decently well for my first attempt. Um, and so like even two days after my first Nolan's attempt, I wasn't sore at all. And I kind of felt like I hadn't done Nolan's. And so I just attributed that to like all the hiking. So when I went into the second attempt, I think I was kind of um, ignorant to the fact that Nolan's hurt. And the second attempt <laughs> was definitely much more painful than the first. And I, I don't think I truly realized that until like, I don't know, mountain like three and then I felt like I instantly just had 80 miles on my legs and I still had a really oh far way to go. Wow. Is that just because you, you felt like you were redlining it a little bit more, you think? Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. I was like right on the edge the entire second attempt. It felt like, wow. um, I just like right on the edge of bonking or, you know, like just falling apart. Um, and so my recovery from my second attempt definitely was much longer and not even like the soreness, but just weird body aches. Um, my metabolism, I was I like had no control over how much I was eating. <laughs> I was eating a lot. <laughs> um, and like my cravings were crazy and just, I don't know, every, everything. I felt like the first and second attempts all compounded in my recovery from the second one. Right. Right. Wow. Well, congratulations. It was, it made for an exciting summer for sure. All right. Yeah, it, oh, sorry. It went well. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. No, go ahead. All right. No, no, no. So I don't want to spend too much time on that. We got a lot to get through and we don't want to take too much of your time. And I'm sure you've been over the, I mean, the attempts there. I would there. just say, I know what you're talking about, those eating cravings. I have them all the time, whatever I'm doing. So <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm right there with you. Constantly want to be in the fridge. All right. Yeah. 
We have 20 questions chosen from our question bank, and we're going to go alternating with you. Phil, why don't you start us off? Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Sounds good. Um, so I'm going to get right in there whilst on the subject of food. What is your, your kind of your pre-race meal? What do you like to, to eat on the night before? The, um, I'm not a food person, so I really not picky at all. Whatever, whatever's put in front of me, I eat. Um, my boyfriend is amazing and he cooks like 99.9% .9 of the time. And so um, whatever he makes that night, I'll eat. Typically it'll be like a steak and like asparagus or Brussels sprouts and maybe a potato, but it's, um, pretty straightforward, like three items and a veggie and a protein. Um, and then the morning of, um, oatmeal used to be my go-to, but I'm not, as long as I get like two to 300 calories and in the morning, I'm happy before I start a race. Do you, do you follow any sort of specific diet, like in training or anything like that? No, just in it. Not omnivore. really. I mean, I try to be like um, aware of what I'm putting in my body and eat healthy. Um, I avoid gluten as much as I can, um, but I'm not like strict about anything right. or yeah, I, just whatever my body's craving, I eat. Cool. Along those same lines, we talked a little bit about this off air beforehand, but uh, what's your go-to aid station food? Go to aid station food. Um, it changes every single race, but once I find something at that aid station, that's what I eat at every single one. Really? Um, so, oh, like, so you just lock yeah. in, but it's, that's interesting. Yeah. So Hard Rock, they had pumpkin pie and um, like these avocado rice balls. And so those were like my Hard Rock go-tos. Um, at Grand Raid, it was just like little like quarter-sized salami bites. And so I just grabbed like a handful of them and drink that with spark or eat that with sparkling water. Um, yeah, I think, uh, man, I'm trying to think what I typically go for at Hurt. Um, oh, Snickers one year. I had like 15 Snickers during Hurt. So wow. it's like every race, it's just like whatever works for Probably me. some kind of record right now. <laughs> that's awesome. That's great. Well, whatever works on that day, that's perfect. All right, Phil, question three. All right, I believe it's my turn. Uh, what kind of uh, weekly mileage do you normally do? Uh, it, it totally varies. Um, Right now I'm like mid thirties, but if I have a goal race coming up, um, I would say 70 to a hundred is very common. Um, sometimes yeah. I go above a hundred, but that's like one week of the year or like two or three yeah. tops. Um, rarely do I, do I surpass a hundred? Um, yeah. And then the two weeks out from a race, I'm always pretty strict about a two week taper and, and won't go above 14 miles on a day. Um, yeah. and, and kind of taper it off uh, leading into the race. But yeah, I would say 70 to a hundred is, is, very average. Cool. Sounds good. How many rest right. days do you normally take or do you take rest days? Um, again, it varies on the, the time of the year. I would say like heavy training, uh, none. Um, and then most weeks I'd say I'm running five, maybe six days a week. Okay. Um, yeah, it's just kind of a revolving door, right. I guess. Like it, it just depends on where I'm at. And I keep a little Excel sheet of of my mileage each day and each week and, and just kind of go from there. Cool. Cool. Jay has a, a, a sort of a 50 year old leather bound book that he keeps his, uh, his mileage in. He's been, yeah. he's been updating it since he was 12. You, you joke, you joke, but he, <laughs> he thinks that's a joke, but I actually do have a running log that I've been working on for over 20 years. That is basically a plastic, like, portfolio with uh, about 150 sheets of loose leaf paper and every run is one line and 
Yeah, um, it's ridiculous because, uh, you know, now we, we, you know, we obviously track our runs everywhere else. And we have Phil and I both have uh, Google Sheets with our coach that we fill out our runs every day. But I also have to put them in this stupid, you know, freaking sheet of loose leaf with blue pen. It has to be blue pen. It, it's yeah, it's it's a, it's an illness. Do See, you, you thought you were joking, Phil. Do you ever fall off the bandwagon and just like miss two or three months of runs? Or are you adamant like? Yeah. You yeah. So track. so I mean, yeah, I've I've definitely like lost like a month and then had to go back and reconstruct it and be like, you know, <laughs> and be like, shit, yeah. what did I run that day? Who was it with? That sort of thing. And I just have to try and recreate it from memory a little bit. Um, for sure. Yeah. yeah. But it's when I first I've been doing it forever. Running, I, yeah. When I first got into running, I would like whatever goal my goal race was, I would write out four months in advance, like this day I'm going to do this. So every, it, it would take me hours and hours and I would have a journal and I would know what I was doing four months in advance. And then I had to scribble and change so much, so much stuff so often that like after like, I don't know, two or three years of doing that, I just started doing like day by day and like knowing my goal mileage for that week, but um, just being very flexible with it because I got tired of scratching stuff out. And, right. Yeah. Right. Right. All right, Phil, you're up. Right. Um, do you have a running coach? I don't. Um, okay. I would say like my boyfriend Avery Collins is uh, definitely like a running guide of mine. And um, yeah. if I if I feel like I need to work on something, I'll let him know and ask him to drop a like a two week or three week plan for me just to like help me get back to where I want to be. Um, but not really. No, I I coach myself for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Do you cross train? Um, yeah. And that's, that's also evolved over, over time. When I first got into, um, ultras and, and trying to be competitive, I was in the weight room a ton. Um, and then the last two years, just due to lack of access of a weight room, cause we've been in Silverton, I've transferred over to yoga. And so every morning I'll do a half hour to 60 minutes of yoga. And I found, I really, really enjoy it. And so I don't see myself ever going back to like weight training i think although i was strong um i think it was slowing me down the the amount of muscle mass i was carrying right um and so i do like little body weight workouts but but not with weights 30 to 60 minutes a day of yoga wow yeah it's the like first thing i typically do um just to like get it out of the way and like loosen up for the day then go for a run right nice nice yeah, Jay, and, you know, yoga is not just tying up your shoelace, you know, it's like you got to do a little more than that, you know. I know you think you're pretty flexible, but no. I've been, a hot, I've been a hot yoga twice. I lost about eight pounds each time. Really? Yeah, it was awful. Time, though, the police was, escorted you out. It right. was the worst. It was the worst. <laughs> All righty. Um, Sabrina, what is the toughest race you've ever run? Um, I would say Grand Raid for sure. It, uh... Just the, the temperature swings. I mean, you start at 10 o'clock at night and it was, it's super humid because it's right on the ocean and right. it's roughly like 75 at 10 PM. And then you climb, I think it's like 7,000 or 8,000 feet right out of the gate. Um, and you get up to, um, I don't know, you get pretty high up in the mountains and there was frost on the ground. And so it was sub 30 degrees. Wow. And then, then you drop back down and now it's like noon the next day and it's like 90. And so, um, <laughs> Gosh. Yeah, it was that was definitely the the toughest one. Wow, that's crazy. That, I mean, it really sounds like an amazing race, but those temperature swings are like, I mean, there can't be many races like that at all. No, I mean, the Hard Rock doesn't even have like Hard Rock just doesn't get that hot. 
Right. Um, yeah. And it's a dry heat too. Or yeah, hard rock's like dry heat, which I'm used to. So going yeah. into Grand Raid where it was just really humid, um, yeah. it's, it's a different environment for sure. The only thing I can think of that would have swings like that would, I mean, bad water, I guess, because, you know, it's so hot. And then when you climb up, up to, uh, what is it, Mount Whitney, it's, it's, I mean, it drops quite a bit. But that, that's wild, though, to, to have those kind of swings. I listened to your, your interview with um, Eric on Ultra Runner Podcast after uh, Reunion Island. That sounded like an unbelievable experience. Yeah, I, um, there's one section that I think about all the time. Um, don't really remember the name of the town, but I know it's where the 100K for that race starts. And running down into there, you have, it's like four or five miles just straight down. I wish I knew the grade, um, but it's the steepest trail I've ever been on. And you're just in this like jungle, but you're also on a cliffside and the, the um, vegetation is so dense that you don't realize how dangerous I think the trails are. <laughs> so I was just like mobbing down this thing with one of the local runners and um, a few times I slipped and like after that, I'm like, nope, you can go ahead and I'll catch you later because <laughs> I'm about to die, I think. That's wild. That's wild. I love um, your description when you said it was like Jurassic Park there. I'm like, that's like, sounds so amazing. Um, yeah. It does sound like a really cool race, I have to say. I Anybody who has the opportunity to go, I think they should definitely head down there. It's it's quite a journey to get there. But once you're there, it's it's incredible. Yeah. And it sounds like it's it's like the biggest thing happening on that island for like the year, basically. It's like the Super Bowl. It is, yeah. Um, everybody follows it. Everybody gets behind it. It's televised. Um, like so, after I after I won, we stayed the night at some local guy. Just hit us up. He knew we were running it, and he's a professor at one of the local universities. And so he wanted to crew us, and he has twenty seven of his students. Um, or I'm sorry, he crews twenty seven runners, and so he has his students like at different aid stations helping crew. Oh, wow. And so we stayed the night at his house after the race, and then he drove us back to our Airbnb at the start line. And on the way, we stopped at this random gas station, and there was, like, college kids there partying because there's no, like, liquor laws. So it's, like, 8 in the morning, and they're just drinking on the beach or, like, <laughs> next to it. And they, like, held, like the front page of the newspaper said, like, Americana something and had a picture of me winning, and they were so stoked. Like, they recognized it, and they started, like, <laughs> So cool. We super jacked on it. Yeah. And we went into a bar and the bartenders, like they paid for our appetizers and stuff. And they said <laughs> they like you get recognized, which is weird. Yeah, that's so like, wild. Who won Leadville, I feel like even in Leadville, they wouldn't recognize you. Right. Exactly. Um, right. Like other ultra runners might. But yeah, the island, the whole energy there is incredible. That's so cool. Sounds amazing. All right. So that's your toughest race. What's your favorite race? We'll say we'll say Grand Raid. All right, as well. fair enough. Like it sounds it sounds like so, it. I see that coming. Yeah, I'm drawn to it. Um, yeah, I for sure I'd say Grand Raid. Is it on the schedule again in 2021? It's not. Um, 2021. I would like to do UTMB if that's possible. Yeah. Um, we'll see. Um, I'm also gonna do Hard Rock. Um, so yeah, those are like my two big races this year. That's a tight summer. That's a tight turnaround. It is a really tight turnaround. Yeah, four weeks. Yeah, um, yeah, Sabrina did back-to-back -back Nolan 14s. I think she's going to yeah, be Yeah, exactly, you know? exactly. <laughs> you know, I think she's going to be all right. I yeah. don't know. Those are so different, though. We'll see. Um, if if anything, I'll just go into UTMB and like do a little recon and then go back the next year and, and hopefully improve upon that. I mean, technically, you're the defending champ at Hard Rock, right? I mean, 
Not technically. You yeah, are the defending uh, champion. Yeah. Undefeated for three years. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Three years running. That's right. Pretty hard to beat. Yeah. The longest standing champ of all time. What a reign. What a reign you've had. Right. But, I mean, <laughs> and, uh, that'll be that'll be wild because you're going to have Courtney there this, with you this year is what it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, Courtney. Um, Darcy, I believe, is, is running again. I'm pretty sure actually with the new with the new drawing, I'm actually not sure if Darcy's in again. Okay. Um, she was. And then, yeah. Yeah. So I think. I think that's it. And UTMB, I mean, American women have traditionally done quite well there, and that should set up really well for your skill set. Yeah, I'm hoping so. I mean, if if I obviously think I would like to win, and if I don't, I I will just keep returning until that happens. So maybe I'll run it for a year, maybe I'll run it for ten. We'll see. <laughs> see that that that's yeah, yeah that that's what that's the one thing that like I pick up on listening to different interviews with you. Like a lot of people will say. You know, I, I just like being out in the mountains and, you know, the winning is nice or whatever. But you are you seem driven to win like whatever race you're in. I mean, I don't mean to call anybody out, but I think everybody feels that way, whether they say it or not. Like if you're if you make a living doing this or you are competitive at it or have a certain t- knack for it, like you have to enjoy that feeling and chase it, which is just competitiveness. Sure. And so. Yeah, I mean, I really, really enjoy the feeling of winning. And so I chase it as hard as I can. Yeah, that's awesome. Great. Yeah. Cool. Phil, you're up. All right. Um, I'm going to go with an easy one. Speed work or hills when you work out? What's your What's your favorite? Uh, mix them. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I don't do a lot. Of, like, I actually never do flat speed work. If I'm doing speed work, it's it's on an incline. Um, and honestly, I would say I don't do as much speed work as I would like to. Um, and that's where Avery comes in and I say like, you need to give me workouts. And so I will do them. Cause I think that you're going to be looking at the results. Um, and I, I want him to like, tell me if I'm slacking or I should be going faster or whatnot. Um, and I also want to be like a little bit scared when he runs with me that he's going to have to work. <laughs> <laughs> when, when he's giving you a workout and you're, you know, showing him splits or whatever, is, is he looking at, heart rate or is he looking at you know paces or or how is he judging what your what kind of feedback to give you oh i don't know if he actually looks at the results (laughs) (laughs) i mean in my mind he does um like so he'll give me the workouts and then i'll well half the time i delete them which i've been getting better at like if i don't hit the marks i'm just like i'd rather him not see it at all um but if i do post it uh i mean he coaches a handful of athletes himself so like mine is i think pretty pretty far down since i'm not paying him um (laughs) But uh, I don't, he, yeah, he doesn't like review them. Um, but if I know that like he might, then I, I will try much, much harder than if like I'm just reviewing it myself. Right, right. Okay, cool. Do you have a post-run ritual? Like what do you do after your daily run? Do you have anything specific that you do either for recovery or just because you're, you're happy to be done? Um, I mean, I don't know. Like this is definitely not year round, but this time of year, um, the goal, depending on like how the day plays out, the goal is always to get done with a run outside and then like hop into a bath with like a nice cold, like, um, protein shake. Nice. That would be like my dream day every single day. And like, <laughs> it happens more. Well, I mean, I'd say 50% of the time that happens. Um, our blender has been work- broke for a while and we just got it back together. So, um, but yeah, like a nice cold winter run and then a hot bath with a protein shake is, is my jam. It's pretty good. That sounds good. Um, all right, it's me. Um, what's the worst injury you've ever had? Um, from running, is that? Yeah, from, from running. Yeah. Um, I honestly, like, knock on wood, haven't 
haven't struggled with injury at all. I would say um, the very first time I did Leadville where I dropped at mile 87, I went in, it was my first hundred. I went in super undertrained and had, and didn't even realize it. Um, and then my nutrition wasn't on par and um, I pushed past where I should have stopped, but my left knee like behind it, I don't even know what happened. I never went to a doctor or anything, um, but it took me, I'd say at least six, six weeks to get back and like running comfortably. Um, but I had a big move in there as well. So that helped. And I, um, I was really new to the sport and I wasn't competitive by any means. So I wasn't like super eager to get back on the horse or do any like strength training to get back either. Um, but yeah, I've never had a serious injury, um, besides that. Good. All right, cool. Um, all right. It's me. It's me. Um, all right, let's go with this one. What race is on your bucket list? Oh, I would say there's definitely like a handful up there that, um, I mean, we'll, we'll scratch UTMB because that's, that's, that's coming, kind of a good sure. one, I feel like. Yeah. Um, I would really like to do like a winter, like crazy ultra, like Arrowhead or the White Mountains. Or, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, just, just a really cold winter ultra. Um, I think, um, I'm going to butcher it and this is embarrassing. Like Marathon de Saab mm-hmm. would be a lot of yeah. fun. That's um, not a winter ultra. I know. Yeah, I want to do like <laughs> really um, bad water. So there's uh, all races I'd really like to do, but I don't know when those will be. So they're pretty far down the list. What was that? Well, have you ever thought about spine race? Is it in the UK? Yeah, yeah that'd be yeah, wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's definitely cool. in the back of my mind as well. Yeah. yeah. Anything like super gnarly I and long um, yeah. I would like to do. Yeah, run Arrowhead like Arrow sounds awesome. On every podcast, maybe Barkley Marathons. <laughs> the thing with Barkley is that I, and maybe I'm like, I don't know. I feel like if Gary Robbins has tried it, what, three years or more? And he yeah, hasn't three, finished. Three yeah. Like if Gary Robbins can't finish, like to me, it seems like what, what chance do I have? Like, it, and if I did, if I ever committed to Barkley, I would want to like live in Tennessee which right. I've heard you can't even train on the course year-round, right? No, I mean, you're not you supposed can. to. Not on the off-trail. You right, can train right. on the trails, but not. you can't go bushwhacking. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know how – like, I've never really been that intrigued by Barkley, but right. maybe. Okay. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> we, <laughs> have an, we have an ongoing Barkley debate on this show. That's fine. <laughs> I'm a big fan. All right, Phil, you're next. Um, all right, I'm going to go with an nice easy one. What's the uh, best book you've ever read? <laughs> I really like, I would say Into Thin Air is one of my favorites, oh, but I haven't revisited book. that in a while. Um, right now, actually, um, Avery and I are reading the Harry Potter series. First time? Reading it, yeah, we're reading it in tandem. And yeah. then after cool. we finish each book, we're watching the movie. And so... Cool. We're really close to finishing book four right now. And I've read them all before, but it's so fun to go back and just like jump back into that world. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a great series. I watched a Harry Potter movie with the kids last night. It was fun. It was good. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I've read those. We, we read the books. I've read every one multiple times. They're fantastic. My, my daughter's read them each about probably 20 or 30 times. Um, I don't know if I've read them that many times, but uh, that, <laughs> fantastic. All right. Uh, what is your most embarrassing moment? Either it could be at a race or otherwise. I think most people inter- answer this at a race, but uh, answer however you like. Um, my dad will enjoy this one because he tells <laughs> everybody we meet. Um, 
So when I was, this is not at a race. Um, I think I was like a sophomore in high school and I was on the basketball team. Um, we were, I got the, my coach called me off the court. Like the guy got substituted out and I was running off and out of the corner of my eye, I see my coach with his hand up like this. And so I, I like, I think I just like scored a point or something. So I like jump up super enthusiastically and just like give him a high five and go sit on the bench. And then I turn around and it was the ref. The ref was holding up the game. And so I like had ran off the court in the middle of a varsity high school game. And, like gave a super spunky high five to the ref and then went and sat down and didn't realize it till after. Um, That's so funny. So yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so good. I love that. Okay. <laughs> She wins, Phil. That's the best answer we've ever had. Go ahead, Phil. That's You're really, up next. That's a really good one. I like that. That's, that's great. Um, okay, so it's me. If you could compete in any non-running sport at the Olympics, what would it be? And I will remind you, they've just added breakdancing, so it's a possibility. <laughs> and they have um, they have drone racing on there, too, now, I think. Can I do that? Let's... Uh... I might change my mind later, but spur of the moment, I'll say beach volleyball. Yes. All right. Excellent. Yeah, that, that actually looks cool. It's like the, the cool people at the Olympics do that. You know, it's like yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> the big time kind of fun crowd. The uh, in club, yeah. yeah. Nice. Oh, but luge would be fun too if you're talking yeah, winter. That would be, I don't yeah, know. Winter or summer. Yeah, we should. Yeah, winter or summer. I, I want to meet the person that says curling. Curling's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Curling's super fun. There are not many Olympic sports that you can drink a beer while you're doing it and yeah. still be yeah. competing. No, curling's great. And it's nice to watch <laughs> because it lasts for ages. So you can kind of like run back and forward to the kitchen and get more food and beer yeah, and nothing's really happening. Right. It's like cricket. You, know, it's like, you can't miss the 100 meters. <laughs> yeah. If you could go on a run with anyone living or dead, who would you choose? Um, Man... This isn't going to be a fun answer, but um, I would say my grandfather. Uh, he was paralyzed at the age of 27 and uh, just like the most positive person in the world. And so if I could go on a run with somebody that would – he's passed He's passed now, but uh, that would be it for That's sure. That's wonderful. Cool. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, which celebrity do you wish would follow you on Instagram? <laughs> um. Oh, I don't know. You can uh, you can say Phil. That's okay. Yeah. I already do follow Serena on Instagram. <laughs> um, I think I'm gonna get no. Well, I kind of just like want to say Trump to be fun, but um, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Um, let's say, you know what? Let's we'll we'll go with Donald Trump. Good. All right. Um, the 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 animosity is real, <laughs> but. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I, th maybe I, uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> That's fine. That's good. All right. That's good. <laughs> okay. I know you said you're not a big food person, but do you have a go-to post-race meal? Something you want to eat after you finish a big race? No, again, like I'm not a food person. Like I don't. All right. Like, Phil pick the these questions. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, I have like the worst sweet tooth in the world, but, um, I'm not like, there's not one thing I crave. So as long as there's sugar in it, I'm happy. Um, nice. But after a race, I would say like fruit smoothies, like anything refreshing I'm about. Awesome. Sounds good. Um, okay. Who inspires you? I don't know. Um, just like really strong, badass women, I would say. But I, I don't say there's like one person that I like truly look up to. Um, 
Yeah, I I just uh, finished Michelle Obama's book and really enjoyed it. It's um, great. I think uh, like Sue Bird is incredible. Like really dominant females, uh, I enjoy. Awesome. Uh, all right, this is our last question. What changes do you see in the sport of ultra running in the next five to ten years? I obviously I think it's going to grow. Um, as, like soon as we get past COVID. Um, We've always talked about this, and somebody can totally steal our idea of doing like a DraftKings, but for but for ultras. And I know you guys. Oh, kind we of did, did this. Something. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but like to have like real betting on it, to have like mm-hmm. real money that you can go online, um, place your bets, and you know, like so and so is going to drop out before a mile, whatever. So and so is going to puke at this point, or, or like just like <laughs> random side bets and stuff. Um, I listened to your guys' episode where you guys did it. So yeah, I yeah, Jay got very angry towards me in that one. I'm I'm still working through my issues. <laughs> Don't hate the player, hate the game. You know. I was on your side. Yeah, it's strategy. thank you, Serena. I like that. <laughs> strategy. The competitive spirit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, cheating or no cheating, you got crushed in the women's draft. I mean, there's there's no way around it. I I, I, I do. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. Wrong, I'm sorry to keep putting pointing out the truth. You won the men's. I'll give you the men's, but uh, you got you killed know, in the women's draft. I'll have to check back. And I have to I have to go back and listen. I can't even remember who, which of us wound up with Sabrina. We'll have to go back on a fact check. I'm sure, you know, we'll... She, she uh, remembers, we'll... I'm sure. Who, which of us drafted you? I don't. Uh. <laughs> no, let's... Uh... I'm going to clarify my Trump answer. I think uh, <laughs> if he... I know, I feel I feel like I'm going to get judgment for it. But, like, if you followed me... Hang on, wait, 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 wait. So, uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, no, no, record no. it. Go oh, wait, it. am I still recording? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. Okay, so my Trump answer, I'm going to say, he, if he followed me, he would get upset and he would retweet, we, retweet my tweets and then bring it recognition to myself and ultra running. And so it's just, so it's, it's against a, it's a self, you're It's a selfless answer is what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm doing it for the sport. <laughs> for the betterment the, for of the good sport. of the sport. Yes. And society <laughs> in general. Yes. Plus, I'm sure, yes, I'm sure you'll just, it, I mean, anything that pisses him off is we're, we're in favor of. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right. I'm going to go back. I'm pretty sure that I had you in uh, in our ultra running fantasy draft, which is part of the reason why I won. So I'm going to just claim that right now. We can go clarify that. But, uh, but wait, did you I'm pretty sure I won both. What did you say? Or was it just votes? Was there like a clear winner or is it just like your your listeners votes or how did you guys decide the winner? Yeah. So we had listeners votes. Uh, I won okay. for the I won for the women. Um, and then, uh, no, uh, much like, uh, Trump claims he won the election. No, no, no. I really did. <laughs> I really did. And then, uh, I mean the, for the men, I don't, I don't even remember what the voting came out, but, uh, I was, I was willing to concede pretty much right after for the men. Uh, you, you really right. did dominate the men's draft. I'll, I'll give that yeah, to you. He's, he's still at the Supreme court asking for a recount <laughs> on the, uh, the women's list. But anyway, we'll, uh, We'll let him live in his own little world there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not hurting anybody. And and honestly, I mean, look, I should be able to pursue every legal recourse. Yeah. Well, you have been for the last two years. <laughs> Has it worked? Sabrina, thank you so much for joining us. This was super fun. And uh, I, hope, uh, I hope people get a little bit more of a sense of what makes you tick. Thank you so much. It was fun to do a podcast that was, that was a little bit different with their questions. So I appreciate yeah, it. That's awesome. How yeah, long how, how long are you out in California for? Um, so Avery's going for the Backbone Trail FKT on I saw Saturday. That. Yeah, yeah. Jeff, yeah. The, Jeff Stern just took that down, right? Yeah. Pretty recently, yeah. So yeah. 
For sure. Um, so Avery will go for that on Saturday, and then I think we're going to drive halfway back home Sunday, and then the rest of the way Monday. Oh, okay. So you're you're almost you're almost done there. So the the Pitchell thing is is out for this year. Yeah, the weather just wasn't cooperating. Um, so he shifted gears, and uh, we came out this way. Maybe we'll get you guys out to Mount Mitchell one year. That was one of my first trail ultras, and and still one of my favorite races. So uh, you guys need to come yeah. out and check that one out. I've I've been out there just just for training. Avery has family on the Virginia North Carolina border. Oh nice. Um, and so we're out there at least once a year. And uh, he's he's attempted Pitchell once or twice, um, and got got lost. And so he really wants to redo it for a little redemption, I think. So I'm sure in the next year or two we'll be out there. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Great, g- good luck next year. We can't wait to follow along at Hard Rock, at UTMB, at everything else. And uh, hopefully we'll see you out on the trail soon. And stay safe, man. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. It's so nice to chat with you. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And until next time in the Pain Cave, keep putting one foot in front of the other. Broken down and beaten up. The years have been long and tough, but I'm not dead. Happy now just to spend some time with friends and have a roof above my head. I'm not jaded, just been faded like a good old pair of jeans. Rusted like a proud old car that's drove a little too far and seen too much rain. But long ago, as a child, I look about the night sky in the bus feel upset to think of all the years I'd have to go through there I was still young I was still young I was still